You are listening to Read Around the Rosé, the podcast full of prose. We're just two best friends who love murder mysteries and dystopian novels while drinking wine, because that's what we do. This is the book club podcast that you never knew you wanted. I'm Nicole. Why do you miss your opportunity every time every time to say you're because Megan? Because obviously I'm Megan. <laughs> so I just wanted to share that I'm Nicole, but obviously I'm Megan. I'm Megan. <laughs> I'm Nicole. <laughs> and today we are doing a bonus. <laughs> I thought I did really good. I did too. I just thought it. I just think it's so funny how every time I, I actually am gonna let you say your name first. You always choose to say mine. Maybe I just like you more sometimes. Okay, I don't know. No, you're I, the leader of our podcast. Look, I love it, but it's still. I'm like I keep giving you moments to be like I'm Megan to say it first, and you it's always okay. go I'm Nicole. I mean, we both have the H in our name, so yeah. does it matter? Yeah, it no. totally does. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, today you're going to get a bonus episode, so we're really excited. Um, we found some bomb.com-ass Ranger articles to read aloud to you guys. Which, she's, um, what's the word? Uh, putting the foot before the horse. <laughs> we're just so freaking excited. Excited. What's but, that um, phrase? You know what I'm I, I don't know. To say. But anyways, Nicole, can you like read what the fuck we're drinking today so we can I get can. lit? I can, but I'm just saying that you're saying they're bomb ass. All we did was read the title of the articles. So But they seem really cool. Seem like they're gonna be cool, but we don't know for sure. So if they suck, well I'll, Blame I'll, I'll eat my words later. <laughs> I don't think the foot before the horse is the right thing, but you know who will love to tell me the actual phrase my husband yes <laughs> i bet he'll know what it is too i'm okay so like i'm you know you know a highly educated you know independent female woman sure he sure. was married and um well my husband likes to remind me that i suck at phrases so i'm always like so close to getting them correct Yes. And he's like, you only messed it up by, like, a few words. Or one word. One word. But he's so, like, just keen on telling me what I messed up upon. Yeah. So he'll just be able to tell me exactly what I screwed up right there. But, but that was eh, me. It's okay. I was the one <laughs> that Whatever. said it. I'm the one that was trying to think of the phrase. It's something like you're putting your... Put in your mouth? Blank before the horse. Like, when you... You said it was awesome, but we haven't actually read them can't, yet. Can't, can't lay the water to horse. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll ask Jorge later. Yeah, he'll tell us. <laughs> he, he's always good at telling me when I'm wrong, so why not you, his, you know, second wifey? Yeah, he he's not shy about telling me that when I'm wrong either, but we usually end up in arguments. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Anyways. What are we What are we drinking today? Okay, because this is a bonus and we get to do whatever the fuck we want. Heck yeah. Today we are drinking free wine. Free wine. <laughs> it's not free. I paid for it. It's free to yeah. Megan. It's free to me. <laughs> Thanks, Nicole. Free rain by Free Spirit Wines. Okay. Sauvignon Blanc. Yama. 
says, and it's from California for 2019, and it says, aromas of citrus fruit layered with delicate bright notes of apple, peach, and pineapple. That sounds delicious. Oh, I can't wait. Sounds okay. like my, like, end of summer dream, even though it's fall. Ooh, I, okay, ready for the, the Beck label? Yes. This is more than a bottle of wine. Mmm. It's a common, it's a conversation starter. A crowd pleaser. Mm -hmm. A statement. Rachel. You're ready to impress and you've got free reign to do it your way. Inside this bottle of Sauvignon Blanc, you'll discover aromas of citrus fruit layered with delicate bright notes of apple, peach, and pineapple. Yum. And it's a 13%. Sounds like our type of night. Real excited to try it. It's, <laughs> it's like you have free reign um, to read uh, and write the anchor. And not one, anchor. This one's a cracker. Yes. Cracker. <laughs> that was a good crack. <laughs> Goodness. Sometimes, like, we're not close enough to the mic and it sounds like wah, wah, wah. That was a good one. Yeah, you just gotta, you know, purposely be in front of the mic. That's hot. That's hot. Your turn. Yes. My turn again. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, classy pours is definitely splitting the entire bo bottle in half. And Bartle. Bartle. <laughs> we haven't been pre-gaming at all. No. Not all at all. We don't do that. Mm-mm. There you go, madame. Thank you. Ooh, it smells good, too. It has a floral smell. Ooh, it smells like summer. Oh, can we go back to summer, please? All the cool tubs. <laughs> I want to be on a beach. <laughs> okay, and we clink. And we clink. And drink. I'm going to need you to buy that wine more often. Oh, my God. And it was on the bottom shelf. It was real cheap. That's my kind of wine. Oh my god, that is delicious. Yum. I love it. Okay, so as Nicole told you, we are, or as I told you, I'm a little backwards today. <laughs> Don't tell me to take over your part and then like, oh my goodness. Okay, so we are reading from Ranker.com and we're reading the Graveyard Shift um, just stories. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'd go ahead and start out. Yeah. Okay. What you got for me first? So, I picked out two, so I'm so excited because they both seem super just interesting. And so, Nicole and I, when we pick our ranker stories, we don't read any further. We just solely base it off the title because we want to be just as surprised as you are as we go through it. Yeah, so we pick two categories and then we read a few stories from them each. Yeah. So, the cat first category category i can't talk today goodness okay it has nothing to do with that other wine you drink prior. no not at all okay so teachers describe the scariest thing they have ever confiscated i can't wait it's gonna be intense okay so one she thought bringing a body part was cool was it me <laughs> i hope not <laughs> She insisted she found it by the ravine and just thought it was cool. And she kept it until she decided what to do with it. 
but that means she either found a long finger or she was leaving out a part of the story. Is that it? I don't get any more. That was it. I need more details. Well, wait, like it was brought to like a show and tell? Yeah, like she brought a finger, a long finger. I want to be friends with this kid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number two. She was tracking her teacher's lies. A student came running to me during a break once and wanted to drag me to a class to show me something. I went along and once there, he directed me to a student's desk. There was an open notebook laying on the desk detailed with my full name, date of birth, address, license plate, and other insane stuff. We immediately took her to the office and she returned. Police were called and confiscated her phone. She had an entire album labeled teachers or professors. I don't remember. And quite literally every single teacher she'd ever had was in there. It was for, I was in four pictures, some of which she took secretly in class. The others were old pics from my old Facebook. I was a bit creeped out. Yeah, that seems a bit concerning. (laughs) Was that a Joe Jr.? Could have been. His child that we don't know yet? Yes. Okay, three. A third grade made his own shiv. In a third grade's locker, my mom found a chisel tip sharpie. It was hollowed out and a scissor blade was inserted into the marker case. Duct tape was used to pad and hold the blade in place. The kid said he was going to use it on another student. Wow. That's intense. Oh, Oh, this next one's long. Okay, this is going to be good. Number four. A third grader brought nail clippers, but not for clipping nails. I teach fourth grade. In my third grade year, I had a, I had this girl in my class from Saudi Arabia. In the first few months in my class, she was very quiet and reserved. But as the year went on, she opened up and quickly became one of my favorite students. She was funny and sarcastic. She started playing with us at recess. I always play football with my students, and she was a great at juking kids out. She was great at making a quick cut and getting away from everyone and, everyone and just burning them out with her speed. So one day we were out playing and there was a third grade class out at recess. This one kid asked if he could play with, um, could play. And I said, sure. My Saudi Arabian girl jukes him out once and scores. It gets his, it gets his third grade. It gets his third grader pissed off. I tell him to cool it and we're just playing for fun. Her team gets the ball again and eventually throws it to her. And she jukes the kid out and scores again. He runs up to her, and then he runs over to me, and she looks horrified. She tells me that the little boy just pushed a knife on her, pulled a knife on her, and said that if she juked him out again, he was going to stab her in the throat. Holy shit. I'm a male, but if anyone messes with my students, I'm going to go full mama bear on them. So I immediately yelled, hey, started marching over there as a third grader. He takes off running to the table where his jacket is and picks it up. His teacher is staring at me confused and starts interrogating me. He tells me that he didn't tell her that and that she's lying and he didn't have anything to do with it. He implies his pockets. He empties a pocket. (laughs) My goodness. 
He empties his pockets for us and says he doesn't have anything. I notice he's holding his jacket pretty tight. So we tell him to give it to us. He starts bawling, hands his jacket over to us. He had a torn a hole in the interior lining, hidden a pair of nail clippers. He was showing them to my students, and she said he pulled out the first filer that had a hook on the end and said he was going to threaten her with it. Our SRO was called, and he got taken into Kentucky custody. It was an expelled for school from school. Blew my mind that this third grader was going to try to shank my student because she was faster than him. I miss that girl. She went back to Saudi Arabia at the end of the year. I think about how now and then hope, well, hope she's doing okay. Damn. All right. Um, let me do one more. Okay. It's short. Okay. She brought a needle to school and poked people with it. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Back in high school, this girl brought a needle to school and was walking around the halls poking people with it. It was confiscated, obviously. They were able to determine that it had not been used by her to inject herself or anyone else with anything. They did have to go around and find everyone that had been poked to make sure they didn't have any diseases. Wow. And there's like another like five more, but your turn. Okay. So beware of little fucking kids. Got it. Yes. All right. So the first category I'm going to be reading from for you guys is parents share the moment they realize their child's boogeyman was not imaginary. (laughs) Number one. Son sees bad man in the corner of his room. Two-year-old used to have... Yep, that's how it started. I like that sentence. Didn't quite make sense. (laughs) But I read it correctly. Probably makes more sense than my slurred (laughs) reading, but that's fine. Okay. Two-year-old used to have what I thought were nightmares. He'd wake up and say, bad man, bad man, while crying and really shaken. Heard him whimpering one night and saw a freakishly tall figure in the baby monitor. Nearly shit myself, grabbed my pistol, and ran to his room to find my son locked in the closet and the figure nowhere to be found. What the The door can only be locked from the outside. There was a gray wool scarf on the floor of his room that I had never seen before. Cops came and filed a B&E report, but there was no signs of forced entry or anything. We're planning on moving in a few months. Um, not just a few months. Like, get out of there ASAP. Uh-huh. That's a whole lot of... Nope. Right, number two. Mother has same terrifying experience as son. Awesome. When I first moved in with my fiance, her son, six, had a problem sleeping in his room. He always came into our room crying in the middle of the night. He insisted there was a ghost in his room. She decided to spend the night in his room to prove that there was nothing there. Well, morning comes around and my fiance was already up. She looked like she didn't sleep well. I asked her jokingly if the ghost scared her, and she said she didn't want to talk about it. She told my stepson that he didn't have to sleep in that room anymore. We moved his stuff to the living room and left the door to his old room shut. We slept in the living room till we moved to a new apartment six months later. I never found out what happened that night. Um, what? You're not going to ask more questions? Right. Come on. 
I w- we would have been all over that. Like, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Yeah. Okay. Girl sees man who crawls on the floor and stands by her bed. Uh, no. no. That's a bunch of nope. Uh-huh. That can fuck right the nope off. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, no. What's going to happen? My coworker's four-year-old daughter always thought that the rattling of the water pipes in the kitchen cupboards were, quote-unquote, white wolves, and the sound always scared her. One day, she was sitting at the kitchen table, and she said, Mom, the white wolves aren't bad. They're our friends. Oh, no. Her mom encouraged the idea by saying, Yes, the white wolves are protecting us. They are our friends. Then her daughter added in, They're our friends, but not the man who crawls on the floor and stands by my bed. Uh Uh-huh. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't like it. (laughs) Gross. Okay, number four. All three children were frightened by Sheila. My then two-year-old daughter used to scream in the night and told my wife and I it was because she was visited by a lady. A few weeks later, she stopped screaming. Offhandedly, I asked if the lady had stopped coming. She answered, no, she's just nice now. Her name is Sheila. She sleeps in my bed sometimes. No! (laughs) No! No! Oh my gosh! That's the worst of the ones you've read! No! A year later, my youngest daughter turned two and started having the same screaming fit. Talking to her, she described the same lady named Sheila. Skip forward three years. We'd never talked with our kids about it, figuring there had to be some active imaginations and sibling storytelling involved. Hadn't come up in at least two years. We moved with our three kids, including a a two-and-a-half-year-old son. First night in the new house, we asked, where will Sheila sleep now? That was kind of a womp womp ending. Was it? Yeah. Oh. I'm like really disappointed. Me too. I was so hyped. It was hyped. That was and then so it just silly. No. No. What do you mean where will she... I mean, if there was an answer to the question. But there's no answer. (laughs) Cliffhanger much? Rude. All right. Number five. Lamp on shelf falls as bad man enters room. Why are you crying? Bad man. What bad man? There. Points behind me at a dark corner of the room. Lamp on on bookshelf next to said darkened corner falls off as soon as I turn to look. She slept in our bed that night. Nope. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Nope. Nope. Yes, that's enough from. That was good, though. I like that. Yeah. Man, the Sheila one, though, really had me going, but the ending. I was, like, enthralled and then disappointed. Yeah, like, where is Sheila going to sleep? Like, did she. Did they go, did they tell him, like, what do you mean, Dad, that it was, like, a real person? She used to sleep in her bed sometimes. She's fine. We will never know. Because you didn't give us the answer to the question. (laughs) Well, next up, I have two-sentence horror stories that give us the shivers 
Well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> I want you to rank it like one being the least scary to ten being the most. Okay. Each 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 sentence. Each 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 two each, sentence. Each, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. The first one is called Dad. I was scared when I saw my dad chopping wood in the backyard. It was it scared me even more to see him using the axe I killed him with. Oh yeah, that's a solid ten. Okay. <laughs> Two. My last girlfriend. My last girlfriend always got creeped out when the fourteen weird dolls I kept on display. I have a new girlfriend now, and she wants me to throw out all fifteen of the disturbing lifelike dolls. Oh shit! Yeah, that's another ten. Okay. <laughs> These are not disappointing. Disturbing video. I was browsing through Live Week with my friend Day earlier when we came across a particularly disturbing video posted a few years ago. It wasn't the fact that Dave actually died in the video that bothered me so much, as the fact I watched myself die as well. That's only one and two lines. Oh, lots of commas. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, that one seems kind of fake. I'll give it a seven. Okay. Visitor. As I looked out my window, I saw a man just standing there. That would have been a lot less creepy if I didn't live on a boat. Oh, yeah. Fuck that shit. So, ten. <laughs> Five. I don't know what was scarier. My date took me on a cruise on his fancy glass bottom boat. I don't know what was scarier. The bloated hands pressed against the glass from below or their warnings as they pointed to my date. Oh, man, these are good. That's another solid nine or ten. You want to keep going? They're short. Yeah, they're short. Give me... They're two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> give me, like... Six. Yeah, give me Nothing to be afraid of. Do you see now there's nothing to be afraid of? My mom asked as she emerged from my closet. Yes, Mommy, I lied, noticing her mole was now on the left. Alright, so there's an evil twin thing going on. Evil mommy. Evil mommy. Good mommy. Evil mommy. Um, that's a six. Okay. Reviewing the old tape from my 12th birthday party, I noticed there were things I didn't remember. Like the part where everyone's gay, where everyone gazed oh. silently into the camera, mouse agape for two hours until the cameras burned out. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Number eight, you'll feel it in no time. You'll feel it in no time, the dealer laughed as smoke filled Thomas' throat. Tormund? What? This this name is unique. Let me start oh, over. Name. <laughs> you'll feel it in no time, the dealer laughed as it filled Tormund's lungs. Tormund tried tearing his lips from the car's tailpipe, but the glue was too strong. Oh. Fuck that chick. That's a good nine or ten. <laughs> yeah. Number nine, true love. I gripped the diamond ring with my left hand and the grenade pin with my right. Whatever he answer, we'll be spending the rest of our lives together. I mean, it sucks, but it's not that horror. I mean, if it were me, it would be horrifying, but it didn't give me that scare factor or creep factor as the rest of them. Did. Yeah. So, five. Okay. Number 10. Hello, neighbor. 
I found a nail in my tire. I think it was my neighbor. I was sure I'd gotten even. I'd gotten every bit of him off my car. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that guy just messed up. He was just sloppy with his work. <laughs> There's like, it's a twenty-one. Do you want to go that far? I think ten's probably good. That was ten, right? Uh, or you have one more? Let's do security. Okay, do one. Um, more. Number eleven. I wonder how I unlocked my friend's phone without it recognizing my face. Then I looked at the ceiling. I wonder how I unlocked my friend's phone. With my face. With my face. I don't get it. Do you get it? <laughs> it is what it is, okay? Okay, read one more because I didn't get it. Okay. <laughs> All at once. We all breathed a sigh of relief when 2012 came and the world didn't end. What we only came to appreciate later is that the Mayans never said it was all going to end at once. I am given, you know, 2020. That's a solid 10. <laughs> <laughs> Those are actually really good. Those were. I mean, my drunk drunkenness stumbled upon reading those, but hey, we good. Yeah. All right, my next category of stories is simple games of hide-and-seek that went horribly wrong. Awesome. This is going to be great. So I guess in a similar fashion with these stories, you could tell me how you rank these on the and how wrong they went. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, okay. Okay. These are a little bit longer than what you just read me, but still not like super long. Not two sentences with lots of commas? Yeah, not two sentences. <laughs> All right. They got lost in the woods. When I was about eight years old, my little brother, who was six at the time, and my little sister, who was three, were playing some type of easy hide-and-seek in my grandparents' backyard. Well, there are woods behind their house. Our sister, being a defiant toddler, ran into the woods, and my brother just saw her run in and ran in after her. They were deep in the woods for hours because she ran in so deep and they both got turned around. Our brother found a hunting post, climbed up into the tree, and found a way out. They then knocked on doors covered in dirt and scratched up until someone answered. A woman gave them a ride back because our brother was able to point out landmarks to get back to our grandmother's house. They got back while my mother was on the phone with the cops. They were discussing a helicopter to find them. We were this close to a search party. They walked a collective two to three miles. They could have gone miles deeper into Royal Woods if they didn't keep going one way and find the post. So yeah, watch your damn kids, lol. Telling them, don't go into the woods does not guarantee they will listen. I, I don't know how I'm supposed to read that. How, like, how wrong did that game of hide and seek go? Like a six? I mean, yeah. I mean that one wasn't like super creepy. It was. It's not creepy. It felt very it got, average. It got wrong. It did go wrong. Like it could have gone very bad. Yeah. But also kind of like. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They sent a store into lockdown. I managed to send an entire store on lockdown and freak out my entire family when I was maybe five years old. My family was at Lowe's, and I decided to take my Kirby plushie with me and hide behind some shelves or boxes and see if they could find me. Turns out they couldn't. 
and ran around outside because they thought someone kidnapped me. The entire store went on lockdown for a missing child. All the while, I'm sitting, giggling, and waiting for them to find me. (laughs) (laughs) I eventually came out of hiding after my mom passed me and got in huge trouble afterwards. Never hid in public again as a kid. Because the Kirby factor... Might give us a six and a half. I think that, yeah, that one is a more solid things went wrong. Especially when he, like, you know, cops But also, Kirby's are, like, the creepiest animal. Yeah. But I think that the funniest thing for me is that the whole store went on lockdown and he's sitting there giggling. (laughs) (laughs) With his Kirby going, Amy. They locked their siblings in a trunk. Oh, cool. When I was a kid, my two older brothers would always make me be it. One time, they both hid in a trunk full of clothes. I was probably six or seven, so I decided to lock them in. (laughs) Only, I didn't have a, a key. They panicked like crazy and were having trouble breathing. The babysitter was going crazy. I think she broke the lock eventually, but it was some scary moments. <laughs> Being locked in a trunk is what I got to rate? Or the two of them hid in the trunk and the six-year-old locked them in it. I mean, you're an so, idiot for hiding in a trunk, first it, off. And remember, the category is hide-and-seek games that went wrong. So you're okay, rating... so if it has to be hide-and-seek games that went wrong, that's probably eight and a half. Yeah. <laughs> to nine. Because, goodness, you don't expect to get locked into a trunk. And they were having trouble breathing because there was no key to the to the lock. <laughs> okay, this one. They got chased by hornets. Ugh. No. I thought it would be clever and hide underneath an abandoned vehicle in somebody's yard. It was covered with hornets' nests underneath. I was the first one found. Got 63 stings. The fuckers chased me for a block, just like in a cartoon. Cloud of bees behind me. (laughs) That's like a solid almost 10. Yeah. That is awful. Definitely went really wrong. Oh, no. Oh, shit. They got locked in a coffin. (gasps) So when I was a wee kid and a scout, we played hide and seek in the dark. We usually played something like this every time the last 15 minutes. It was a medium-sized cabin, essentially. There was a lot of places to hide, lots of stuff just lying around. For some reason, there was a coffin there, and nobody, as far as I know, ever hid inside. Because it's a coffin, and that's just creepy. Uh Uh-huh. But my smartass hid inside it. (laughs) Of course you did! Unlucky for me, another kid also looking for a hiding spot saw me. He decided to lock the coffin I was inside of. Yeah, I had claustrophobia for quite a while afterwards. Uh huh. That's like a <laughs> solid 10 for sure. Yes. Okay. Their friend ended up four miles away. Oh, what? Oh, this one's long. Might be my last one unless it sucks by the end. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I have a good one. Didn't happen to me, but a friend of mine. But I was in that game of hide and seek. 
So here I go. When I was eight, I was at a birthday party of my neighbor's daughter. We had mutual friends, and one of them, let's call him Toby, wasn't really the brightest. We all weren't, but he took the cake, like eating a dead wasp once and then wondering why his mouth was swollen. (laughs) Anyway, the daughter then all challenged us to a game of hide-and-seek. For context, they lived on a farm which wasn't the smallest. There was also plenty of space to hide. But to not draw this game too lengthy, we all agreed to only hide in the barn and on the main plot and not the meadow behind it. It only took the daughter about 15 minutes to find me and the other kids invited to the party, except for said Mr. Darkhead Toby. After about half an hour of searching for him, we started to get concerned. By this time, it was about 5.30 p.m. and we were all getting ready to go home, but Toby was nowhere to be found. Our parents agreed to let us stay until 7 p.m., hoping that he was found by then. After Toby wasn't found, Toby's parents called the cops and a search squad was sent out. Still no sign of him. The cops just gave up. What? The next morning, I woke up to my parents telling me in a tone of relief that Tony that Toby was found. Apparently, what happened was that Toby somewhat got lost on said meadow and was only found eight hours later standing on the side of a road that was four miles away with his shorts and t-shirt all ripped and damaged. He was only found after a relative spotted him with his headlights. Oh, did I mention that Toby was new to the area and didn't know where what was? (laughs) Oh my goodness. We are all still friends to this day, 18 years later, and whenever we are drunk or really bored, we bring the story up and just laugh our guts out about it. About him not being very bright, yeah, he now has his master's degree in mechanical engineering. (laughs) I mean, it's just such a happy ending. I don't know if I can read it. Okay, I'm just going to read one more. This is a short one. And then we'll be done. They had an unfortunate car door incident. Oh, no. I was about five years old playing hide and seek with my brother and sister. It was supposed to be inside only, but apparently I was a little cheap. I snuck outside and climbed into the back seat of my mom's car and fell asleep. Hours later, my parents are freaking out, calling people to help look for me and screaming my name. I wake up and hear my name being called, panic, scrambling out of the car and slam the door on my finger. It's still stuck bent at a weird angle to this day. That would suck. <laughs> like an eight and a half. All right. It's a nine to ten because no. Yeah. I think that's good. I think you can get in there. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. So, next week. Yes. What are they getting? Ooh, we are returning to our very first podcast. Not the book, but the author. <gasps> Dot Hutchison. Hutchison. Oh, I'm so excited. She has a new book out, which I believe is yes, going to be it's going to be a new series as well. From, oh, I freaking hope so. From what I understand, I think it is, and it's called um Deathly Waters. Oh my goodness, this is like our OG girl, y'all. Yeah. Please go listen to this. Go read it, go do whatever you need to do. 
because Dot Hutchinson is a beautiful author. Please go do it. Yeah. Ah, so Stephanie excited. Waters. That will be next Sunday. Yes. Um, until then, where can they find us? Oh, my us? goodness. Oh, just so excited. <laughs> I love Dot Hutchinson. Okay. So um, you can find us at Read Around the Rose on Instagram. Read Around the Rose at gmail.com. I Read Around the Rose on Facebook. But make sure you go to Apple Podcasts. Give us those five stars. It helps boost our podcast, and we would appreciate it. So, yeah. yeah. And until then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yay!